Hello and welcome to Unbox, the podcast that dives deep into the world of custom packaging and innovative brand experiences. In each episode, we'll be exploring the latest trends, innovations, and best practices in the design and packing industry, and then taking a look at how they can help businesses like Yars to create memorable and impactful brand experiences. I'm your host, Sam Johnston. Let's get started. And in this episode, We'll be talking to Nick Vedas, who is the senior partner at Starbright Floral Design, one of the most famous florists in New York City, and the chair of the New York chapter of the Forbes Business Council. Great to have you here, Nick. Good to be on board. Thank you very much for the invitation. Appreciate awesome. it, Sam. No, it's good. I'm, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna run through a set of questions, as always, just so that people can get your insights on this. I think it's going to be a really interesting perspective. You're coming from a different area of the market from our previous guests, another part of America as well. So um, let me run through what those questions are, and then we'll get started. So the first one's going to be what inspired our guests today to get into the career that they're in and to get stuck into kind of branding design and working with the packaging that they do and within a product industry of types. And how do they get their start in the field? The second one will be um, how do they think custom packaging and branding experiences contributes to creating a loyal customer base and maybe what are some of the strategies that they've seen happening out in the world. The third one's going to be can they share any success stories or case studies of maybe organizations or businesses that they've seen transform their brand through design, packaging and those types of exercises. The fourth question will be what are some of the biggest challenges or roadblocks that they see businesses face when it comes to this type of activity. And the last one will be a look at the future um, as much as we can, but how do they see the future of custom packaging and brand experiences evolving over the next five to 10 years? What could you as a listener be doing to stay ahead of that curve? So without further ado, we'll get into that first question, which is what inspired you, Nick, to get into the career that you're in and get stuck into the work and activity that you are producing currently? Well, thank you very much uh, for having me. I really, really appreciate the opportunity. Um, From my standpoint, Uh, My inspiration came from marketing background. Uh, The business that we're in is flowers, uh, but uh, my passion, my first passion uh, is marketing and coming up with an idea and taking something and creating it into much more and birthing it and blooming it into full, uh, um, uh, uh, into its fullness as, as much as I possibly can. And um, uh, watching a business grow uh, and develop is really where um, I love to be. Uh, And uh, thankfully for us, over a 30-year period, um, there has never really been uh, a downtime. uh, And uh, we're constantly growing. And that's what's keeping me interested. And that's what's keeping me alive. Uh, And uh, those are the uh, challenges that... um, um, uh, um, the, the keep us going. That's awesome. I mean, how did you, so how did you initially decide floors? That's a space I want to get into. Well, uh, my background was, uh, in marketing, uh, primarily on wall street. And, uh, yeah, I was basically uh, wearing a jacket and tie going to work every day. Uh, and, uh, I had friends and clients who were in the floral industry uh, and uh, it, uh, I, I studied their businesses. I got to know what they were doing. And what I came to realize is that there was a big gap. And I'm going back to around 1992, 1993 now. Uh, there was a very, very big gap 
between the uh, marketing to individuals at the time. Remember, there was no internet, first of all. Uh, and if you wanted flowers, you walked into a flower shop or you called an 800 number uh, or you called your local florist who you found in the yellow pages. Now, what I realized is that at the corporate level, at the B2, on the B2B side, there was no marketing whatsoever uh, and nobody was speaking to the director of human resources. Uh, nobody was speaking to the event planning departments within corporations. And uh, more so than that, um, there was no outbound marketing, uh, what I like to figuratively call cold calling. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was none of that in the floral industry. Okay. Sure, there was the guy from the life insurance company who was calling to sell a policy, uh, employee benefit plans, uh, retirement plans, uh, you know, whatever else, copy machines, computers. Um, there was a lot of that. But nobody ever called the director of HR at a Fortune 500 company and said, I want to be your florist, uh, <laughs> which is exactly what we did. And it was entirely experimental at the time, uh, not knowing if it would work, but the theory was that it would. Uh, and uh, I literally started the company by having a briefcase, sample pictures because there was no internet, uh, walking around New York City with a mobile phone so that just in case somebody called, I would be able to take the order. Uh, and that was the birth of Starbright as an experiment uh, that uh, blossomed. That's uh, amazing. And, uh, you know, historically speaking, um, pandemic aside, uh, we this is our 29th year closing in on our 30th. Uh, and aside from the shutdown, we've never had a uh, a down year, a negative growth year, always had positive growth um, through the dot com, bu dot com bubble, mm -hmm. uh, through the um, uh, through 9 11 uh, and the financial crisis. We came out with uh, growth and good numbers uh, and a very, very loyal client base. Well, none of that is by accident. I mean, a lot of that is hard graft, making the right decisions, um, and you must be an incredible entrepreneur to have you know, brought the business through this whole journey and still been succeeding. So congratulations for an epic thank achievement. Uh, thank you very much. I'm very yeah. proud of uh, what the business has accomplished and the people that are behind me. Absolutely. Amazing. Well, with your kind of, um, with your background, I'm really interested to get this next question in because it's going to bring a different perspective. So how does custom packaging and product brand experiences in general contribute to creating a loyal customer base? And have you seen anybody doing this successfully out in the world? Well, uh, I can tell you from our standpoint, philosophically, uh, your brand has to speak the same language from beginning to end. Uh, and uh, from the moment that somebody picks up the phone and says, Starbright, can I help you? Uh, to the moment that the proposal goes to the client, uh, if the situation involves a proposal or taking an order or... Uh, looking at our website online or looking at the final product, it all has to tie in and it all has to tell the same story. Uh, you cannot have five points of contact with a client, uh, originating phone call, proposal, uh, website, email, and packaging, uh, telling five different stories. It has to be consistent, okay? And it has to tell uh, the same story, the same branding, it has to be continuous. And uh, 
each aspect, of course, has to pick up on its own for what its purpose is. But there needs to be continuity and there has to be consistency there. Um, packaging for us would be the last uh, item on the chain. Uh, uh, and... Um, uh, and and it's something that, uh, you know, we take very, very, we look at very carefully because two things happen. Um, think about this. You're either ordering flowers to send to somebody, okay? So you already know who we are because you are our customer, whether it's first time or 10th time that you called, you are our customer. But the packaging on the flowers is now the first time it's our opportunity to introduce ourselves to a brand new customer okay um it's our opportunity to in a very very subtle way make a very positive first impression uh and not only make the customer feel good about what they received because of its freshness its design its quality and everything else but the overall appearance uh is very important too um, and uh, how the flowers are packaged, how they're delivered, uh, how the card is written, all of that matters. Uh, and it's a part of that process. Um, yeah. And we we spare no expense uh, to make that positive first impression in the last step of the process. So, yeah. you know, you're, you, you've got five steps along the way, but it's also a first step in customer acquisition you know? mm-hmm. and, uh, and and the story that I love to tell and it, it's coming up and it's kind of sad but uh, very very meaningful to me customer <laughs> excuse me customer we've had uh, since about 2012 uh, I, I got a phone I, and I've known this woman personally since then uh, and I got to meet her daughter and her daughter is a client now because her mother loved us and so on and so forth. Um, and uh, she's having the, the daughter called me and said she's having her mother's memorial. Uh, and uh, it uh, it's a sad situation, but also a very happy one because she said, you know, I, I would not think of calling anybody else. Um, you know what flowers my mother loved. Uh, and I want you to be there for the luncheon that I'm hosting in my mother's honor. Uh, and it, it really all started from packaging. It started Beautiful. from her mother sending her daughter flowers, her daughter falling in love with us and liking us and using us and so on and so forth. And gosh, that mother and daughter must have spoken about us so many times that, you know, it's really come full full circle now. You know, That's uh, beautiful. And, yeah. and we have situations like that with weddings, with corporate events. And, you know, it's uh, um, it, it ties in and it's uh, it's very important. Um, and as far as successes that I've seen uh, throughout the industry, um, I like to look uh, at um, what other businesses much, much larger than us do. Uh, that are not necessarily our competitors. I'm not going to copy or get inspiration from what another florist does because at that point, I'm just like somebody else. And that's fine, but uh, there are so many other leading examples where you can get uh, inspiration from Amazon. You can get inspiration from American Express. You can get inspiration driving on I-95 down to Florida and mm-hmm. see a billboard. 
uh, and saying, you know, how does that apply to me? Uh, and uh, just constantly uh, trying to find ways to convert uh, what is happening in other businesses, okay, but bringing it into the flower business. Uh, and to that extent, um, you know, uh, it, it's a matter of always keeping your eyes open uh, and um, yeah. who's your role model, who do you look at for positive um, um, uh, input. Uh, and then there's also the other side of it. Uh, what do I not do? Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. what, where do I step back from? You know? Yeah, I love that. And I, I'd love earlier on then when you were discussing about the kind of cyclical pattern of where packaging plays in the customer journey of it might be the last part in your production line of service but it's the first part in someone else's first experience of your brand which just leads to this sort of cycle of continued growth which is amazing um Absolutely. And, and we touched on some of the success stories but perhaps we could move on to that the the the, the third question um or the fourth i think it is which is what sort of challenges do you think or roadblocks businesses face when it comes to packaging, branding, brand experiences, and how might they overcome them? Well, it uh, a lot of it is trial and error. And for every business, it could be a little bit different. Um, I, my, um, nobody has a monopoly on good ideas. Okay. Mm -hmm. And not every idea is good, but you don't know until you try it. Okay. But I would say as a rule... Okay, um, you stick to your guns when it comes to branding consistency. Okay, uh, your loyalty from your customers is going to come from the warmth that they feel in the opportunity to do to to give you their business. Um, when somebody decides to um, buy from you, no matter what business you're in, okay. Uh, they're turning over their hard-earned cash, okay, for some kind of a benefit, okay? And you need to make sure that you deliver on that benefit. And you need to make sure that the benefit that they receive is of higher value, okay, than the amount of money that they gave you. Mm -hmm. okay? So that the perception is always elevated, it's always higher, uh, it's always greater, uh, because that's what the win is for the for the customer for the client, and a perfect example in our business is um, um, one of our taglines or one of our promises that we keep to our clients um, that sometimes I write in my emails um, is that we make you look good. Okay, now how do I translate that when we're doing an event? Okay, with let's say 20, 50, 100 tables, it doesn't matter. Some kind of an event planner gave us that order, whether it's an event planner that is hosted inside the company, that works for the company, or somebody that was hired. Now, two things could happen, okay? If we do not do our job, that person is gonna receive friction, okay? Uh, whether it's not value, whether it's not quality, whether it's not service, something unfavorable is going to occur between the client, our client, and the ultimate user. Okay. Whereas if we do a great job, if we meet all expectations and go beyond, okay, that person is going to be praised. Okay. Now, if I cause my client to receive praise on an ongoing basis, what have I just done? I've locked in loyalty. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. And that is our ultimate goal to make sure that our clients are who our contacts are. Um, uh, we want to make sure that there we re, we have their loyalty based on the service that we provided them and the praise that they have received uh, from their uh, customer. Uh, and so that's the number one goal. Uh, okay. and, uh, uh, and that comes in many, many different ways. Uh, that comes in, you know, the packaging that we send, uh, the impression our people made, uh, the clothes that are the, whether it's uniforms or t-shirts or whatever the attire is that our team wears when they're on site for whatever reason, okay? Um, our van, okay, uh, our delivery vehicles, uh, why don't we call that packaging? It is yeah. packaging because it's part of the package. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, to that extent, it's all part of the impression that we create and the quality of the work that we do. That's fantastic. Yeah, there's some absolute gold there for people that are listening. And I think that even if, even if you're not in this sort of B2B setting, if you're in a direct-to-consumer setting, that added value, um, your product may be doing some amazing things that the user doesn't even know about yet, the consumer hasn't even taken into consideration, or maybe they did peripherally, but then when it arrives at their doorstep or in their home and they take that package home and they see information on there that connects with their values, their kind of their vision of what the future should look like, and maybe it's around the health benefits, maybe it's around the environmental sustainability aspects of this package, of this product and how it's benefiting the environment, or maybe it's just about the tribe that this person belongs to so that they can connect with it on a deeper level. That's something that makes them far more likely to share and far more likely to post on social media or share it with another friend. And that leads to this cyclical pattern like you were talking about earlier of maybe the last pattern, the last stage within your production line, but it's the first stage of someone else's first impression. You know, it uh, it's um, uh, it's kind of crazy, uh, but my team is probably tired of me talking about sneezers. Okay, uh, and uh, a sneezer uh, is someone who's very important to me. Uh, it's someone who sneezes and spreads the germ of Starbright. Okay. Um, it's the outside person, it's the brand ambassador, it's the evangelist, uh, it's the person who can't stop talking about us, can't, um, uh, I, I, I can't um, um, stop singing our praises. And when our clients feel like they have a friend in the flower business, okay, and it's a true friend and we will take care of them, um, it's uh, the relationship turns from customer client vendor, okay, uh, into somebody that uh, if you were face to face with, you'd want to give a hug to. Uh, and that's the level that we try to bring our relationships to. Fantastic. Um, well, now that we've got a bank of information and some really interesting insights there on what people are doing today and, and how that can be optimized and improved and what things they should be focusing on. Let's move to this, the final question that we have here, which is a look into the future, which is how do you see the future of custom packaging and brand experiences evolving in say the next five to 10 years? And what could businesses and the listeners be doing today to stay ahead of the curve? Well, um, it's a very interesting question and I'm gonna take a somewhat contrarian view 
Uh, and uh, I'm going to lean on Jeff on Jeff Bezos for a moment. Uh, and uh, something that I read that uh, was part of an interview that he gave. Uh, and uh, what uh, was interesting is somebody had the interviewer had asked uh, Jeff, uh, what do you see in the future in terms of your interaction with customers? Where where is the what are you going to be doing in the future that is going to attract customers? Uh, what is going to change? And what was interesting is that he said, it's not what's going to change that's important. It's what's going to remain the same. And we want the common denominator to be what what are what's the sameness of what our customer is going to want. And what do we want to make sure does not change? We hear I like that. companies always talking about going back to basics. We talk about, uh, we hear companies talking about the golden rule. We hear people talking about, you know, um, uh, our principles. Okay. And every now and then we have a, a natural sway. Okay. That takes us a little bit to the left. It takes us a little bit to the right. We move along the boat kind of, you know, uh, uh, sways a little bit, but what are your core principles? Okay. Mm -hmm. Who are you? Okay. Now, as far as your evolution, of course, you're going to evolve with time. Technology is going to change. Um, customer expectations are going to change. Uh, you know, uh, 10 years ago as a hypothetical, if a customer uh, ordered something, some random item, uh, and they got it in a week, they were generally satisfied. Okay. Uh, now, 24 hours sometimes is too long, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And uh, so there is evolution. There is expectation. Uh, there, uh, uh, 100% customer satisfaction guaranteed used to be a slogan. Okay. Now it's just assumed. Okay. Mm -hmm. And expected. Uh, and so, so, so there's a big evolution um, in trends of what our clients expect uh, and what we want to do both us and I think any successful business uh, is to stay ahead of that curve uh, and write the book on what the client should expect. So if the client is expecting an A and you can give them an A plus today so that you elevate the expectation and you write the book literally on what that expectation should be and it's at a higher level than what they thought it should be, okay, um, you've got a winner. Uh, and uh, uh, and in many ways, I, I believe that that's what we're doing, and that's what we're accomplishing, both for our business and our industry. Uh, and I and I do believe, and I want to parenthetically say here, uh, I'm an advocate for the floral industry. Uh, I'm an advocate for good service, regardless of what interest, industry you're in. Um, and on one hand, uh, other florists, both in the New York City area, but even nationally, could be considered competitors. And that's fine, but my contribution to the industry is to challenge everybody to elevate their quality, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, and by doing so, we're giving clients a great experience, no matter who they call. Uh, and uh, if people, ha if customers have positive experiences, when calling on florists, guess what? They're going to call more florists. 
and that's good for all of us. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like uh, the um, the cliche about the used car salesman. I don't want the cliche to be the florist. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and you know, how many bad experiences back to back should you have with three or four different flower shops before you say, I don't ever want to send flowers again because they always don't turn out good. Okay? Yeah. I want the exact opposite to happen. So, and I want to be a force for good. Okay. Um, and yeah, uh, this may sound a little bit rough. Okay. Uh, but I have no problem weeding out the ones that uh, are not providing the good service. I want to compete against the best. I want the best to always survive. And I want my great competitors to win. Okay. And I want to be one of them. And that's what it's all about. Love that. Well, I think we've got some absolute gold here today. Thank you so much, Nick, for sharing your insights and all your expertise with us. And if, if you, the listeners, enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave a review wherever you're listening to this. It means a lot to us, but also the algorithm overlords um, and how they figure things out. Um, if they have any questions, Nick, how could, how could somebody reach out to you? Well, they can always uh, uh, find our website at uh, starbrightnyc.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, if you go on our website, uh, there's a contact us button. Uh, and I have a personal email address on there where they can reach to me directly, nick at starbrightnyc.com. Uh, but, you know, it's a little bit long. You're probably not going to remember it. So just go to the website, look for senior partner. I'm there. Uh, and I answer all my emails personally, and I will be very, very happy to uh, reach out to anybody that reaches to us uh, and help in every way that I can. That's amazing. We'll put a link in the show notes for you, the listeners, also, so that you can just immediately get there. But if you have any questions or comments or suggestions for future episodes, or you'd like to become a guest, or you want to reach out to us, you can email us at unbox.merchantboxes.com. And until next time, keep thinking outside the box and creating unforgettable brand experiences. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. It was sponsored by Merchant Boxes. Merchant Boxes provide custom packaging to large businesses and small creators that customers love. If you are looking for award-winning custom package designs that make your business and products stand out from the competition, click the link in the show notes to find out more.